welcome to the Positive View Podcast, the podcast where we explore life circumstances, mental roadblocks, and endless opportunity to discover the positive view. I'm your host, Christy Murphy. And I'm your other host, Brianna G. This week, we're celebrating our 100th episode and discussing how doing this podcast and taking the positive view has helped us. Yes, but before we get into that, at the end of each episode, we set a mission for ourselves. Our last mission was to identify one way to spread positivity and then do it. So, Brianna, how did that go for you? (laughs) What a wonderful opportunity to practice. This was a tough week, and so I definitely had the opportunity to uh, remember that I was practicing spreading positivity. Uh, So it went all right, I think. There were a few times that I was just so stressed out I couldn't really even think about it, but... Uh, I feel like I really brought it home (laughs) at the end of the week, Um, in particular at work with with my colleagues. It was just, uh, it was big for all of us. And, you know, we just leaned into kind of the the craziness of it and started to have just some really good humor around it. And so it felt really great to take that line versus, you know, what felt like to me for a bit, like giving into the stress or giving into potentially could have been giving into some complaining uh, or some more of a pessimistic outlook, but instead just uh, taking a deep breath and saying, well, this is just what it is for right now. And how can, how can I sort of reframe how things look so that I can uh, finish out the week strong and, uh, it was, it, it turned out all right. How'd it go for you? This week was an easy week for me because it was launch week on the book. So I Ooh. got to uh, share the positivity uh, with my sister, who is the COO of our Sparks Fly Romance Publishing, and just got to uh, share a lot of gratitude because uh, she really brought it home for us. Like a lot of things that would not get done otherwise got done. And she really handled the stress of meeting that deadline with a lot of, um, my sister leads with executing themes, if you are familiar with Clifton Strengths. And so she gets a real rush from getting things done. I do as well, but even her even more so. And so I got to be very grateful and I got to share all the good news about how well our sales were going and how our promotion was going and remind her of how much what she did contributed to the success of this launch. And so it was particularly fun. And then, of course, I'd like to think that we both spread a little bit of positivity by recording a podcast. I thought Mm -hmm. that was good for us. (laughs) (laughs) It was good for us. Uh, It really uh, helped me pop into this crazy week uh, feeling pretty strong, I'll tell you that. Uh, But that brings us, you know, to what we're talking about this week. And that is, it's our 100th episode, which I can hardly believe. Uh, So we're reflecting on how the podcast and taking the positive view has helped us in the little over two years that we've been doing it. So Christy, podcast, positivity work, how has that helped you? You know, it's been a tremendous comfort to me in the last two years. These last two years have been a very difficult two years. And it's been a little bit over two years, actually, for us, because we started at the top of 2022 this year, uh, doing every other week. So our Mm -hmm. 100th episode is absolutely more than two years in. And I think our lives became fuller after doing, I think, the first 90 some odd or 80 some odd episodes so Mm -hmm. that we had to go every other week just because our lives became bigger and more full. And I will say that before I'd retained a lot of the work that we'd done originally. But honestly, I think the hardest thing about remaining positive is remembering that it is a choice that you make and also remembering that it isn't Pollyanna positive. So to deal with life struggles in a way that allows you to still see that there's going to be a brighter day and to both feel your feelings and understand that there is more to your life than just the struggle you're dealing with at the moment and to hold those things in balance. And honestly, a lot of the tricks and tools and ways of doing that in the moment when it's hard, Brianna, it's very easy to forget. And by doing this podcast every two weeks, especially during these trying times, I was, especially when we started, it was right at the heart of the first COVID lockdowns. 
and we won't dwell too much on this because we do like our podcast to be evergreen. And there's been so much going on politically and there are so many people with so many strong feelings on both sides. And it was very easy for me to get trapped in the complaining and negativity and catastrophizing Mm -hmm. of what is happening and doing this podcast for these last two years has allowed me to count my blessings and allowed me to thrive in and be grateful for the good fortune that I've had. Cause a lot of that is luck. And then some of it is cho- choices, but I've had a, I've had some of the greatest times I've had in the last two years, some of the biggest growth I've made. And I attribute it directly to this podcast. Hmm. Boy, I really, that just, warms my heart I'm I'm going to say and it it truly does and just the reminder that taking this positive view doing this podcast doing the work um practicing all of that that it all comes back to uh it all comes back to that choice and I I you know I wrote that down when you remember Joyce uh when you were talking about it because I do think that when I too look back at where we where we were when we started this, why we started this, you know, the conversations uh, that prompted us to say, you know, <laughs> this would be something I think good to do. It is that sense of wanting to take, for me, wanting to take some ownership of my experience and wanting to be wanting to be intentional uh, about about that experience and what was going on and not just feel like I was getting swept up in the various things that were going on around me. And I mean, we our story is very similar because we were kind of going through it at the same time and talking a lot during that time. But just knowing that as things changed in the world, it was starting to get very difficult not to get pulled into the stories that people were telling, um, just in general, the things that were actually going on, but then also then the stories that were being kind of put on all of that. And I feel like for both of us, it was really truly that sense of, if I keep going down this particular path, I don't think I'm going to have you know, the best experience. So wanting to do something and wanting to do something together that would help us make the best use of that time. And in particular, as you said, it was the start of that first lockdown. And so really knowing that we wanted to get into that, you know, going into that rather um, didn't want to just, I'll say for myself, I didn't want to just wallow because I I live alone. <laughs> um, we were locked down. The only place I was going was to work and I worked in a hospital. So stress and challenge and all of that was really, really high. And I knew I needed something that was going to uh, be the opposite of that or counteract that. Again, as you said, not in that way to be like, oh, everything's wonderful when it wasn't. But truly that sense of if it's not, if things aren't going to be going great, that's okay. How am I going to work through that so that I don't feel again, that sense of being just swept up in negativity and that sense of like not having any power, not having any control over my experience. And uh, I, I agree that in the work we've done in being able to come together every week in this podcast and talk about different aspects of positivity. And even when that's, you know, what are what are some downsides to positivity or what are what's the opposite of that just being able to explore all of that to practice with the missions that we do each week and as you said to keep that focus on this is what i'm doing and this is what i'm choosing even if it's not going you know the way i expected um but just to keep coming back to it and keep to keep practicing i just find this time to have been very very invaluable and i hope you know that it was was helpful to others as well 
Yes, I really hope it's helpful to other people as well. I do accept, and it and it's taken a little while for me to realize that I do have to accept more that other people run on different fuel. There mm-hmm. are some people who get an energy to from negativity and sort of expressing it often and keeping it top of mind. I'm told can I don't know they feel as if it. Uh, makes them more realistic about life or they are less likely to be disappointed or it's just the way their brain runs and that's how they figure out what they're going to do next, you know, and I'm trying actively now to be more positive about people making a different choice because just because to me, my, I'm in the third quarter in life, I'm 50 years old. And the thing that I'm most afraid of is that I'm going to turn into that middle-aged person who just spends their days raging about the government. Do you know what I mean? Or (laughs) circumstances and people. And the truth of the matter is at the top of this, when we first started it, I was doom scrolling a lot and I was worried about the future a lot. And I'm not saying that bad things aren't going to happen. They may or may not, or are happening currently. All of those things are true. However, my ability to be resilient and deal with it as it comes feels significantly diminished if I'm coming from a place of rage, defeat, and powerlessness. And I found that for me, instead of feeling like I'm at the mercy of things that are not in my control, the empowerment I have toward looking for what can I do to make just my corner of the world better. My cor- and my corner some days is very small. I spend a lot of time alone, you know, and all I can do, or one of the things I choose to do, I should say, I could do more, but this is what I, this is the amount I choose to do. I choose in my art to reflect tolerance. I choose in the way I am a citizen to contribute in the way I can. I choose to be charitable in mind, in deed, and in pocketbook financially. And I have decided that that is how I am going to deal with these trying times. I want to thrive. I want to feel good about how I'm spending my time, how I'm a steward of my gifts. And I also just want, I just, I want to be successful because I have this deep feeling that one, I really just want it. I want the cash and prices. Let's just be absolutely upfront about that. Mm -hmm. I I want a pool, Brianna. I (laughs) I make no um, if, ands, or but about that. But I also want to show that there is no shame and there is a lot of good that can be done for being grateful for your good fortune. I Mm -hmm. do not believe, as I had in the past, that one, worrying about something keeps it at bay. That's like a weird suspicion that I had that if I keep myself disappointed and I imagine that it's going to be terrible that, you know, I won't get my hopes up. The truth of the matter is once I'm saying, I don't want to get my hopes up, they're up, Brianna, they're up. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I never mitigate the pain that I thought I was mitigating, but I had in the past robbed myself of a lot of joy. And so I want to be successful and I want to feel that success and enjoy the success now while it's happening, as opposed to pretending like it's no big deal not enjoying my good fortune. And then when bad times, because bad times happen, when bad times come, wondering why I wasted my good times. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's um, a lot of the positive self-talk episode really helped me with that because I realized I had a very monkey's paw universe (laughs) feeling. Like if I openly said, I'm proud of this about me, or I'm excited about this, or I like that, that I felt like it was going to be taken away from me. And it amazed me how few positive things I'd say to myself about what could happen. It amazed me how many negative things I said to myself. And I really love that episode because you could literally hear me (laughs) not able to say good things about me, Mm -hmm. or when I did qualifying them, I, I will forever remember being absolutely upfront about sometimes looking in the mirror when I wake up and feeling fat faced and ugly Mm -hmm. and then saying to, 
<laughs> what am I supposed to say? I'm beautiful. And then I get onto some weird, I have deep nail beds, like as if that is something. And I'm not saying if you have deep nail beds, like I do, <laughs> that you cannot think that they're wonderful. But the answer is I am beautiful. But I amaze myself in the fact that I disregarded that and reached really deep into the compliment packet mm -hmm. to if a dude tried to say if i said to a dude, <laughs> hey how do i look tonight you have really deep nail beds <laughs> i would be so angry <laughs> and also like what's with you, mm -hmm. you know what i mean like listen weirdo can't you just say i look nice at least mm -hmm. <laughs> no apparently when it's me the answer was no and that is no longer the case that is no longer the case but it's taken a lot of work and i forget regularly regularly as a matter of fact i distinctly remember now that i'm saying it i looked in the mirror this morning i've been gaining weight because i was on a deadline and i absolutely <laughs> felt fat face <laughs> and ugly and i did not combat that with i am beautiful i was just like yeah, we got to get back to that fasting. We're getting bloated. It was the only thing I had to say to myself, which isn't negative, but it isn't really positive either. It's a missed opportunity is what it is. Bring on it. So I appreciate the practice. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think uh, I, you know, we the positive self-talk episode agreed. Um, well, first of all, there was so much there, but I'm going to come back to the positive self-talk and then that sense of how for me too, that sense of like, um, I can't really want anything or I can't get excited about anything because then I'm afraid it's going to go away. That I think is one of the, one of the bigger things that I've noticed has changed for me since we've been doing this as well is that sense of, oh, wait, no, I I have this thing coming up and I can be excited about it. Or um, I had, you know, um, you name the event that's positive and fun and I can actually be excited when it happens. Or like if something, you know, if I've had some sort of accomplishment now, I can uh, enjoy it a little bit more uh, because I'm not so not so worried about being, you know, the enjoyment of my accomplishments. I'm not so worried about it being arrogant or big-headed, which is another, you know, phrase that we've used here a lot in, in worrying about being big-headed. So in the time that we've been doing this, I feel like, you know, as you were talking about that sense of, you know, getting worried and worried, not really staving off the bad thing that happens, just kind of robbing you of the opportunity for some joy and excitement. Um, one of the things that make me think of is our cautious optimism episode where we talked about that a lot and how now when I feel myself falling into that again, that sense of like, oh, I can't get excited until it's actually here. I actually have this wonderful sense of there's like a little lift almost like, oh, wait, no, I don't I don't do that anymore. I, I actually can be excited uh, about this thing. And I just... There's something about recognizing that change or changes, you know, however they might show up that I really appreciate because it just, it's like a little, almost like a little tally mark in the, in the, you know, if I'm trying to, I mean, it's keeping score kind of like, oh, I made it. I did positive here, you know, or, or at least I didn't fall into my kind of old habit of just being negative or not enjoying things. So in this time, as I'm looking back to see what's different, I think there is that sense of just enjoying things more, uh, being able to admit when I've done well or I've had an accomplishment uh, and I think too there's also I've gotten a sense of I think I'll call it courage I'll just say I feel like I'm a little bit more courageous now in going after the things that I want instead of either just like saying oh no that's not possible for me or I used to I, I have done this thing in the past where I would kind of go for the thing that's like near what I want that seems safer or more of a sure bet. Um, so, you know, instead of, uh, you know, I can't think, of, of course, I can't think of an example right now. So I apologize for that. But if, um, 
you know, I've been talking a little bit, not a little bit, I've been talking about wanting to look at uh, programs for uh, spiritual direction. And instead of just, you know, before, instead of just going to look for those things, then I would maybe look for something that seemed a little bit more, again, in my head, the story I would tell myself that seemed a little more practical than that. Uh, so maybe I would take a leadership course that felt like it had maybe some coaching in it that was a little bit like spiritual direction, um, all of which is great. I, I mean, I, I enjoy that type of thing, but it's not actually going for what I want. So I feel like in this work, in, in being intentional about making the choices for um, positivity and, and not falling into, and, and trying to change some old patterns, I'll say, this opportunity to really choose the things that I am interested in and want and think that I want to do uh, versus just like sidling up and getting kind of close, but not really. Um, I am so grateful for that as being something that's come out of this work. I love that because I am all in favor of going for it. I'm a big advocate for the the victory is in the swing. I love to get in that box and I like to swing and I like to go for it. And I spectacularly miss left and right. Uh, and what I love to see is you getting in there and swinging and swinging often. And mm -hmm. I also enjoy watching you do it prudently with deliberative thought and forethought and planning. These are not my strengths. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are a lot of opportunities there. And I think one of the things that I've learned from doing these episodes and also from being positive about what it is I'm good at is being okay with the things that I am not good at and mm -hmm. being able to ask for help and being able to see a different way about going about things. For instance, for me, I'm great at going for a big audacious goal, but when I fall short, I am quick to just choose some other audacious goal and, you know, run around going from crazy thing to crazy thing, which is fine. It's fun, but it's also incredibly painful and not entirely as fruitful as things can be. I feel like a lot of times I was running around just biting one apple, like just taking mm -hmm. one bite out of a million apples instead mm -hmm. of like sitting down and making a pie, you know, getting a couple together and doing something. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that I've learned is more a sense of resilience, of being able to enjoy incremental progress and enjoy asking for help and also just seeing that there, there is a positive way at looking at figuring things out. For me, a lot of times I was okay with failure, but I looked at failure or pain or disappointment as indicators that I'm doing it wrong. And when I started taking a positive view on the, this is just information, that this way isn't right. You know, very much the Diana Nyad find a way, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to, this is what came between me and what I want and asking myself, what can I do? to change this? What information is this giving me? And really putting it into practice. And um, it has made a tremendous amount of difference. Uh, and also just being okay with the fact that there are certain things that I'm not good at. And I can just ask for help. That's where I came up with the idea of my sister and I working together because we have very complementary skill sets. And it has been very rewarding and very successful. And I think when I got away from thinking that if I didn't fix these things about myself, I wasn't going to get where I wanted to go. Like this is all, and, and granted, there are some things in my life that I needed to fix. Like I had a lot of issues with relationships and, and being involved, particularly in toxic romantic relationships, made it hard for me to have any room in my life for success. But once I worked on that and fixed that, I started thinking, oh, well, the only way to find success is if I just fix everything that's wrong with me, Brianna. Mm -hmm. And the truth of the matter is going big on the three to five things that I'm already good at 
there's plenty of room there to succeed. And there's no shame in the game of saying, hey, you know, I'm not the most responsible person in the world, but I also feel, I will tell you half the times I'm writing, it's because I don't want to let anyone down and I don't want to have ruined my sister's life by having her throw her lot in line with mine. And how it manifests itself is that I can work 30 hours at a time and finish a book in faster. I mean, I've written more words and put out more books in less time than I ever had since I have brought my sister on board. Are the reasons, the reasons that other people might say are good reasons to write a book? In the words of my guy, when he's looking at me, he's like, do you even enjoy this? <laughs> uh, to which I say, pressure makes diamonds, David. Um <laughs> Uh, and like, it's not about enjoyment and it isn't, you don't enjoy every minute of what did I, you don't enjoy every minute of going for a dream. You enjoy mm -hmm. going for the dream as a whole. And I just, it's weird because by being more realistic about the life of my dreams, the life of my dreams has become more real. Mm. Wow. I, I really appreciate hearing that. I think that's fantastic. And I, I appreciate that, um, that sense, you know, hearing that there is that sense of it's not always going to go the way you think it's not always going to go perfectly. There are going to be barriers, but what I really, what I really keyed into there was the tone and the excitement that you were talking about it. So, I mean, I, I know, I mean, I've kind of, been walking alongside of you while you've been doing some of this stuff and I know it hasn't always been great and yet you were able to work work with it work through all of that and overall right your view of it your experience of it is positive and I can hear that in your voice I can hear it every time you you know not every time <laughs> But I can hear it now um, because it is that sense of what is the overall picture. And, you know, I'm I'm a fan of the big picture, uh, wanting to step back and see what what's what's everything that's going on. How is all of this connected? And I really, again, want to come back to that sense of appreciate you talking about your awareness of not just the good things, not just when things have gone right, not just the positive but when there have been challenge, barriers, failures, that you are able to still experience those and pull something out of them for the next time. And that, again, that sense of that wasn't great, right? Whatever that failure was, whatever that barrier was. But look at, look at how you're talking about it now. And again, that sense of what you've been able to accomplish, even if and when things aren't wonderful. And I, you know, we talked about it beforehand. I was, uh, I had a kind of like an info session for um, this program I I'm, I'm, was exploring. And there was a person um, in one of the sessions who, after people had shared just what being a part of the program had meant to them and how, you know, how it, how it was affecting their lives and, and everybody shared and it was very much like what you just did. It was very upbeat and positive and, you know, this is what I've gotten out of it. This person um, took a bit of a, like, almost like a, uh, maybe not offense, but he, he was not, he felt like because people didn't talk about the negative parts of what's happened or the negative pieces or what, what's hard about the program, he felt like they were uh, being superficial or not real about what, what what the program really entailed. And I just remember thinking, well, just because the negative isn't what we focus on or that we bring that necessarily to the forefront every time we talk about something, that doesn't mean we're ignoring it or it doesn't mean that we're not aware and experiencing and working through it. It just means it's not going to, it's just not overtaking us or coloring our overall experience. And I, I don't know that I'm articulating exactly why this, <laughs> what I'm, I'm trying to say other than hearing him talk about that in that way, just, I guess, highlighted for me 
how far I've come and how far, how working on the, you know, doing this podcast, working on this positivity work has helped me grow this sense of, it's not just about the sing. It's not just about the singular experiences and whether they're positive or negative, but again, it's that sense of what's the overall picture for me? Do I go through days or weeks where things don't seem so great <laughs> and I'm wondering how I'm going to make it through? I absolutely do. I absolutely do. We've had a couple episodes because <laughs> my weeks have been a little rough. Um, sick and tired of everything and everyone uh, <laughs> might be one of them. Love that episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, overall, I am coming because of you know, of course, the work we did, you know, 10, 15, 15-ish years ago and getting this started, sure, that laid the foundation. But then coming back to say, hold on a second, I want more of this in my life and let's go ahead and work on this. That has meant that I have been able to be, you know, on the when we're looking at the scales, I've been able to be more, more positive about my experiences. I feel like I've been able to learn more from all of my experiences rather than, you know, my go-to is avoidance. So (laughs) before this, if it was, you know, and of course I still do it, but not as much. It's not an avoidance of the uncomfortable or when I think I'm not doing things well or it's not perfect. Messy and imperfect, our first episode, helps me tremendously. I have gone back and listened to that one I even just bringing up the phrase messy and imperfect helps me remember to keep things in perspective and to remember on balance, even if things aren't working out the way I think they should or that I want them to, uh, as you said, I've got that resilience. I've got the ability to work through that, to learn from it, put it in my pocket and figure out what to do next time. Um, and that I think is for me, again, that, that, more um, more positive than negative and that to me is the win and and what I'm really taking uh one of the things I'll say that I'm really taking from this work we've done over the last two years I love that and I love that you brought up the taking when you look at the when you take the positive view and you don't dwell on the negative how some people inherently view seeing the faults in things as being more real Mm-hmm. There is very much a tendency to to view that if you're complaining and you see where it's hard and you see where it's wrong and you are kind of cynical, that you're more realistic, that you're more honest, or you know, there's that thing that people say, I'm just being brutally honest. And they're never being, mm-hmm. first of all, brutally, like really, why bring violence into a, you know, into a Mm-hmm. Into a, you know, some sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Tribute, a, uh, whatever the word is. Attribute. Yeah. Why, why do you have to do, you, nobody, you don't do that with other words. You know, nobody's ever, you know what I mean? Brutally happy. Like that doesn't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't come into play. Like, like we don't have, why do we have to do that? But it is this inherent bias towards I mean, I know our brains are, we did talk about that in an earlier episode about our brains are wired to have a negativity bias. So I can understand why people, and even I, have believed that if I'm I'm keeping it real by maybe dishing a little bit more gossip on certain people or, you know, seeing where things have gone wrong and dwelling on that. But the truth is, it is not any more real Heads is not more real than tails. Mm. One side isn't inherently real and the other side is inherently phony. Uh, And I think a lot of my life, I wanted to be cynical and cool. I spent a lot of time in the comedy community, which is for me, I just say any degree more positive than you can be than you were before is enough. Mm -hmm. Because the truth is the company that I keep has in the past run very negative. It's that's where there's a lot of comedy. Although I do think humor is a great way to spin a positive out of a negative, but I have seen a number of comedian friends of mine keep themselves in uncomfortable and unhealthy circumstances Mm -hmm. for the comedy. Hmm. And I'd rather not be funny. 
And that took a long time for me to say that. And I will say it was a particularly dark time in my life when I did go into stand-up. And it was a very, I call uh, comedians my foul weather friends instead of fair weather friends because mm -hmm. fair weather friends only want to be there during the good times. But I've got to tell you, if you've ever had a lot of tragedy in your life, uh, kicking it with comedians, kind of fun. It really was <laughs> fun. And I have not outgrown it entirely, but I believe, and I had to get rid of the belief, that you can still be funny and look at the positive view on life and acknowledge where things are right or wrong. But we had a really great episode that was the difference between venting and complaining. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's very a very fine line. And for me, and sometimes you don't realize you've crossed it until you've done it. But I'll always know that I am venting when I feel better and have a more positive feeling about life when I'm done. Whereas when I'm complaining, it just keeps going. Mm -hmm. It has its own energy. It has like a snowball effect. And particularly when it comes to social media posts, which I'm not on social media as much anymore, and uh, getting too involved in political discussions with people who share my point of view or just have a slightly different point of view, but we're going to argue this point anyway. Not the way I want to spend my time, because at the end of the day, nothing is different. Like nothing has changed except for that I am drained of the energy I would have had if we would have talked about thoughts, dreams, or even a plan to affect change. Like, oh, I'm sorry, did you hear that they were giving money to X cause to do this? Or did you hear that so and so was blah 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 to provide for families going through this? Like you could you can donate. Like to me, that is an inherently more active and empowering position for me to take as opposed to the, oh my God, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. We're all doomed. Um, except for I'm sitting in relative comfort in a, you know, in a, in a, you know, in a moderately nice track home in Southern California where the weather's just a little hot right mm -hmm. now. That's it. That's the only thing that's really happening. Nothing's actually I'm not actively being oppressed in the moment. Do you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nobody's like breathing COVID on me in this room alone. You know what I mean? But it feels like my friends are talking. My friends who are, you know, alone in a room as well are complaining about that, mm -hmm. even though in the moment we're okay. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that that brings it right back to that sense of choice and empowerment and, and, you know, just figuring out how, you know, the positive view of course is there is, it is active, right? We, every episode, we talk about different um, skills and techniques and attributes and these things that we can use or do to help us, you know, get out, you know, when we're out in the world to help us be more positive or um, work through challenges. Um, but I think really the, for me, is it coming back to that thing of the first, I guess, action is, well, how am I going to, how am I, how am I going to see this? How am I going to interpret it? interpret this, whatever information is kind of coming at me, whatever things are happening to me, the first step for me is that sense of like, well, how am I going to look at it? And, and that I think we've talked about here, before, of course, is that sense of, you know, that's our first, that, that's my first opportunity to be positive, or at least to not <laughs> fall down the, the well of negativity. Again, coming to, because I don't know that um, I've, uh, coming to that sense of not, when I'm taking the view, that initial view, like I'm looking at, okay, like what is happening here? And is this going to be, how am I going to think about this? It's not that I'm going to somehow give it a false sense of, no, no, everything's fine. <laughs> Nothing to see here. It's not that, but it is that piece of like, I just feel like, I think you use the word realistic, and I do feel like in doing this work, um, and you know, talking both, you know, when we talk just before we do the show, uh, and during, and and some of the things that come after. But 
it is, a, I feel like I've actually had a more realistic view of the things that are happening because I, I don't just jump into a story or like a, a kind of ascribing, is that the right word? Prescribing <laughs> positive or negative to it, but I'm, I'm actually looking at what's going on. And now, especially if I do have, especially a knee jerk negative reaction to something or like a really over-the-top reaction, now I feel like that's a little bit of a cue for me to say, hold on, <laughs> this feels like a reaction that maybe is either outsized to what's really happening or maybe not the most accurate for what's going on. And again, that sense of I have built myself almost like a pause to say, whoa, let me just stop for a second. Okay, let me re let me really bring my focus here and what is going on. All right, now I know and how am I going to feel about that? I feel like I know in a few episodes, particularly this year, <laughs> I've talked about um, you know, reacting to like an email that someone sends <laughs> at work. And, you know, my first instinct is to be say what now and then wanting to just immediately dash something off or worse like dash something off to someone else to be like can you even believe what so you know whatever can you believe this is coming down now um and and because i've been trying to be more positive and not put particularly not not put snark out into the world or put negativity into the world I've started typing or gone to, you know, type that response and just, again, that sense of have, having that pause and, and thinking like, but wait, is this in is this thing I'm doing in line with what I say I want for my life and in line with who I say or who I'm trying to be? And that has saved me from, again, putting not great energy out into the world. And I will tell you a few times after I've not done that thing, I've almost immediately gotten something positive right after. I, you know, was having one of those moments, I was going to dash off this email that was going to be kind of snarky and not so great. And I was like, no, let's not do that. And then, you know, right after that, I got this really great opportunity to, I can't remember what the thing was for, but it was an opportunity that I just, I'm not saying the two necessarily coincide, but to not be wrapped up in snark and negativity, to be able to see this new great opportunity. I don't know. I I attributed <laughs> cause and effect to it. I don't know if it's really true or not that one thing led to the other, but I'm going to I'm going to take it because it felt great and it definitely felt like, oh, look at, I learned something <laughs> and I, and I, I, I put, a, you know, I, I put what I've learned to good use and I love that. Yeah, I love that too. It's interesting. I, I love the idea of realizing that once you have like a foundation of positivity that you can hit pause before you act. For me, sometimes I have to hit rewind. Right. And luckily, I don't have a lot of direct interaction. I would say my primary thought sometimes when I'm watching the news or I'm hearing someone complain or something's happening is some of my first reactions are we're all going to die or I'm going to die at the hands of these idiots. Like that's my first like panicky thought. And the, the second like I'm surrounded by because the thing that that drives my anxiety the most is when I'm surrounded by what feels like incompetence and that makes me literally feel like ah these these idiots are going to kill us all like that's genuinely my like being feels that and then the more judgmental i would become in that situation in the past the more incompetent they would grow right and and so we just spiral together right mm -hmm. and so i've always i've allowed myself the opportunity to when i when I feel that feeling like, oh, we're all going to die um, or, you know, this is all going terribly wrong to just say, no, no, wait a minute. Don't be invested in that outcome. Okay. One. 
And two, you in no way did you deciding like there was times when things were going wrong that I almost felt good in being right that mm-hmm. I knew it was going to go wrong. This in no way <laughs> like you you know it's it's almost sometimes life you just you you feel the door start to close and you realize you've locked your keys in the car and you just can't get to the mm-hmm. door in time <laughs> Do you know what I mean? you're like mm-hmm. oh um and i'm old school so i remember keys they were these things that you stick inside of ignition and you turn them with metal and i am also uh, a writer and an artist for life and uh-huh. i still have a key that i turn in an ignition so that is that is how i'm rolling these days for our newer younger listeners However, the point being, locking my keys in there, uh, I found that being more positive almost allows me that extra second to get my finger in there <laughs> yeah. before. And yes, yeah, sometimes does it hurt like it hurts? Yeah. But I don't lock my keys in anymore and I call that a win. And one of these days, I will default to uh, like stepping out of my car and double checking. You know, which I do mm-hmm. actually now because there was actually a week in my life, Brianna, where uh, I locked my keys in my car outside of McDonald's. Uh, but luckily, some guys that were working at a auto body shop came in and did it for me. And then mm-hmm. I also lost my keys. This was a good one at a Rite Aid somewhere. And for days, I had to walk home. For days, they would they couldn't find it anywhere. I called a locksmith finally to make a new key, and. Uh, Literally, as I drove home with that new key, I got a call from that Rite Aid, or was no, it was a CVS, the CVS on Wilshire, um, <laughs> telling me they'd found my keys, mm-hmm. which was, oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> and I found the more stress I'm under, the more I'm making weird mistakes like that. And so now I recognize those moments where I think we're all going to die, or I keep making the same kind of mistakes. And like, I have an awareness that I have more. I have more options. You're going to sleep more instead of just, I used to just beat myself up. Like I'm already down. I'm already making mistakes. So what are we going to do, Brianna? We're going to call ourselves an idiot over and over and over again. Surely that's going to make things better. No, no. I got to acknowledge you're under a lot of stress. You're not acting the way you'd like. Let's take a moment. Let's see where we can pull out a win here. Let's go ahead. It's not that bad. You know, literally talking myself through the logistics of, what needs to be done? Because sometimes, Brianna, I feel like collapsing in the parking lot of a CVS, feeling like nobody's going to help me because that clerk, I knew she didn't even try to look for my keys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't, not one iota. I remember I, that's in the same month, I uh, got a procedure done. Um, where they gave me Novocaine or something like that. And I left my keys somewhere and I got locked out of my house. My sister had to come pick me up. And I was at Marksman at the time, that job that we had. But this is before you worked there. And I kept calling them like, did anybody turn in my keys? They have to be there. They're like, no, they can't be here. They're not there. And finally, I went down there like two days later and said, they have to be here. And she was like, no, nobody's turned in any keys. And she literally looked by the phone that she'd been answering to tell me that she didn't have my keys. (laughs) And there were my keys. And she was like, wait, are these yours? And I looked at her like, and she knew what she'd done. And then somebody walked in and they said, yeah, I put them right next to the phone because this is what their logic was. Because if someone called, you would see the keys next to the phone. (laughs) Brilliant plan. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, um, but (laughs) I, I could have gone there days before. Mm -hmm. She's like, these keys have been sitting here for days. I'm like, (laughs) you mean since the day I started calling you, asking you if they were there? Okay. All right. Give me those now. Oh my God. Yeah. But now I can pull back from those moments a little bit sooner so I can see the option of going down there in person sooner rather than, you know what I'm saying? So, Mm -hmm. yes, yes, Mm -hmm. there's that. Positive view. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, I think definitely that uh, (laughs) 
that also falls in, and and I'm sorry uh, for this, I guess maybe, but uh, that definitely falls into the category of also being able to have some humor around some of the things <laughs> that happen. Although sometimes you just need a little bit of distance and, and certainly that, you know, the humor. Oh, no, it was hilarious up. at the time. No, <laughs> okay, it was good. hilarious at the time. Okay, good. Chris Coleman thought it was quite funny. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, I think, you know, when we talk about uh, one of the, or some of the things that have come out of this, I do definitely want to take a moment to, and I think you've mentioned it, um, but I want to talk too about um, gratitude. <laughs> Yep. And we've talked, you know, we had a whole episode on gratitude. We might have had two. I can't remember. Uh, but um, just I think that your, you know, that story makes me think of gratitude because I think that in when things like that happen in the past, as you said, I've, you know, maybe negative self-talk about myself, negative self-talk about others, or even just like the state of the universe, you know, if it really feels big. Uh, but what has helped in cultivating or growing, exploring the, you know, positivity and and maybe working through, I would say working through some of the more challenging things is that sense of gratitude, even when things happen that don't feel super positive, but I feel like I have been able to have gratitude for just almost like gratitude for just making it through, right? Like, even if it feels like limping across the finish line, it's like, oof, one, that's over. <laughs> Two, I made it. Uh, I maybe didn't win that race, but oh, good Lord, I definitely made it. And so having, just looking at things even, you know, even small things or maybe especially small things because the small things seem to happen more often. Having gratitude around uh, more things in my life and being able to really see like this is something to be grateful for. This is definitely something I appreciate. Uh, that has definitely helped me, again, that have that bigger picture sense of, you know, on balance, how you know, things are positive or things are okay, or when they're not okay, I'm still able to work through it and come out the other side and eventually uh, be okay. And and a lot of times be, um, eh, I don't know about better, but at least have grown in some way, uh, grown in understanding, grown in ability, grown uh, in my view of the world. Um, so I just really have, I'm grateful for this podcast. I'm grateful for, you know, having you as a partner to work on this with. And, and now, especially since we do affirmations every day, that has been, that has really just helped <laughs> uh, bring positivity uh, into my life. And I'm just so grateful for that. And uh, just, I don't know, gratitude being a big piece of this work and being something, and that's not to say I wasn't grateful before, but it just feels like it's just, it's just so much more, it's so much easier now to grab for gratitude uh, and, and also to share it. Um, and that is definitely something that has come um, is a growth thing and has come since we've been doing this. Absolutely. I think gratitude is the easiest way to drum up some positive energy and even sarcastic, sarcastic gratitude and sarcastic uh, positivity have been two things that mm -hmm. are very interesting to me because I could be snarky with my positivity and my brain doesn't really know the difference. Mm -hmm. I could, I remember distinctly in our very first positivity, like fest at the office, where if somebody said something negative, we would say, this is an exciting opportunity for, and usually around that particular office was patience, right? What an exciting opportunity for patience, or what an exciting opportunity to tell this client to, they could enter this case themselves, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like for education or whatever it was. And I found that a lot of the tools that we talk about week in, week out, have been very, very helpful for me. Gratitude was a good one. Uh, looking, you mentioned the concept of circle of influence, circle of concern, mm -hmm. and looking for opportunities. 
And for me, uh, because I'm a competitive person, I try to say, you know, where can I get a quick win? What can I do to turn this situation around, even in the micro, if I the macro is too much for me to deal with? And really looking at that circle of influence, circle of concern. Because I remember when I was doom scrolling, and I loved that word. The, first, the second I heard that word, doom scrolling, I knew exactly what it was. Because it's not that I don't want to go into the world with having the, the information that I need to make decisions. But if I am, if I am overloading my anxiety and my mind and my worry and my outrage to the point where it is coloring my perception of my own efficacy or my own empowerment to change things, it is eroding what it is I can do in a crisis. And I am not denying the crisis. I am saying, I don't know what the future holds. I'm going to do what I can to be as prepared as possible and enjoy my good fortune. So that looking for opportunities, sarcastic positivity, circle of influence, circle of concern, a lot of acceptance, tolerance, and faith have been things that I've had to really work on lately. And I think there's a lot of opportunity for me to grow there in the coming like as we're doing more of these podcasts and just as I live longer, because I really want to accept that just because I found this new way or I've been working diligently on a different way at looking at the world so that I can get where it is I want to go and live a life that I feel is meaningful and joyous doesn't mean that there aren't other ways to live. And mm -hmm. I need and I would like to take that opportunity to be more accepting of that. Uh, however, I have found that being around negativity in its most futile sense is not something that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. And I am, I'm worried that it'll have, it'll, it'll mean that I have to make some choices in my life and let go of some things that I'm not excited or happy about letting go of. And I will just have to let, just accept what happens because I can't try to control the way other people are and how they think. I need to let them live the lives they want. And that circle of influence, circle of concern is a really big deal. And I think looking forward, that's one of the things that I'm definitely going to have to work in. Because I know when I listen to this podcast back and I talk about negative people and people complaining about this and that, that you will hear me complaining about people complaining, which <laughs> there's, there's work to be done there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what an exciting opportunity uh -huh. for me to learn more tolerance and acceptance and have some faith. Mm, I that is awesome. What a what a wonderful opportunity to be so self-aware. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm so proud of being my self-awareness. <laughs> and I, I feel like it wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be a positive view podcast episode if I did not bring up self-awareness, but um I do appreciate you reminding me of that circle of influence, circle of concern, because as a person who feels responsible for everything almost all the time, <laughs> whether I really have control over what's happening or not, uh, but feeling like I should, um, when I learned that, and that's, you know, from the, what's his name, Stephen Covey, um, but that sense of circle of influence, circle of concern, with looking at, you know, there's all of, you know, the big circle is the circle of concern. The little circle inside is what we actually have influence over. And it's that, it, it and again, I, I feel like we've talked about choice quite a bit here. It It comes down to choosing where I'm going to put my attention and put my energy. Now, when it comes to the concerns, of course, there's awareness of those things. But then I, I particular with this, you know, hyper sense of responsibility, I had to learn if I was going to make it kind of in the world and not get bogged down in all these things I could not control or can't control. I have had to really work on and learn, well, 
where where do I have the opportunity to actually influence something, you know, either just in my immediate vicinity or in my like, again, circle of influence, but possibly if I take, if I really look at where my influence is, where my opportunity there, uh, where my opportunities there are, then maybe I can actually have some little influence on that larger sense of concern. So you talked about it before in, um, you know, talking about maybe I can't have a, I think you mentioned like giving to causes that are meaningful to you or, you know, where can you go and volunteer and things like that, you know, looking from the sense of what can I do in my immediate what can I do? I'm, but I, 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 sorry, I'm getting a little hyper <laughs> talking about like acting. Cause I, I really, um, I lean heavily into like, well, what can I do about it? You know, it's that sense of like, oh, there's something to be done. Let me do it. Um, so coming back to my sense of if I'm going to be able to feel effective, if I'm going to be able to feel fulfilled and like, I can be in the world, even if big, big things are happening and, and I feel out of, you know, they make me feel out of control, then it's, all right, bring it back in. Let's re-examine what's, what's my circle of influence here. And that's all, you know, I had to really learn and practice. That's all I can be. That's all I can do. And I had to learn how to accept that in this moment, this is what I can do. This is, um, yes, that other stuff is still happening, but this is what I can do here now. And that's very, it has been um, very empowering because then I don't get lost in the things that I really just can't do anything about. That all, you know, like you said, just seeing and hearing and, you know, um, even perseverating on them, all that was doing is ramping up some anxiety and then you know, putting me into this sort of negativity spiral, which wasn't helping me or wasn't really helping anyone. So I appreciate the circle of influence, circle of concern, always a good thing to talk about that sense of self-awareness, always a good thing to talk about. Um, And I think both of those things have definitely helped me in that, again, sense of overall, how's my life going and how are things going? Um, And, you know, I'm grateful for being able to have enough awareness to, uh, even when I'm just like barely eking it out, (laughs) but to have enough awareness to practice and, uh, just to grow in that. Yes. I love that. And I do think that that is the goal of having this podcast is to give ourselves the opportunity to practice and grow and see how we can make our lives more meaningful and enjoy the time that we have here. Uh, I am very much coming up on my third quarter and I'm realizing that there is likely to be less time than I thought Mm -hmm. that I had. Uh, And if there are some dreams and some experiences and some adventures that I would like my life to have in my life, that focusing on enjoying what I already have, and what I can do to be excited and happy and connected to the people I love and the experiences that I value. I don't want to look back and wish that I'd done more with what I had. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to live fully, love fully, and enjoy my life. And I think that taking a positive view and using the tools that we've been remembering all these times, you know, from the gratitude to the affirmations, to taking a different perspective, even, you know, we didn't bring it up, but rest has been a key portion. Cause honestly, if I'm out of my mind, tired, I don't mm-hmm. remember, or I'm too hungry, that hungry, angry, lonely, tired, right? If I'm any yeah. of those things, the, uh, my ship is already rocked. My boat is rocking Mm -hmm. and it doesn't take much to make it just swing and maybe even topple over. Right. Mm -hmm. However, I do love the idea that even if I forget everything in a moment and I don't do any of the things that I promised saying, I love that we started off our very first episode 
99 episodes ago with Messy and Imperfect because Mm -hmm. we don't approach this from the place where we're some sort of big positivity experts. And I don't know why I said it so many times because I don't even eat that much fast food and I don't even eat gluten anymore. But I'm always worried that somebody's going to see me complaining at a McDonald's somewhere (laughs) and they're going to be like, this is a positivity lady. Uh, And probably it's probably going to be Taco Bell now. They have like more corn-based items instead of flour-based. But my point being... Um, it doesn't matter if in any one moment I forget everything I come back and I think that's what's been really great about doing these 100 episodes with you Brianna and all the people who are listening is that it gives me an opportunity to start anew every week and to just do more than I did before or regain ground than I'd been before it doesn't matter I just keep coming back and each time I come back and each time I try more, I see and enjoy my life more. And I, that is what I'd really love for every, everything. Mm -hmm. So before I go into the mission, Brianna, is there anything else you wanted to add? And just that I am really, and and I, I'm just really grateful for having had this opportunity to work, um, to, to, try the podcast when neither of us had an experience with this to take make the choice rather to work on positivity and to want you know just to be sharing it out there sharing it with each other sharing it with other people and feeling like you know in our small pocket of the world um, we're trying to learn and grow and be a positive influence um, and I'm just really grateful for this opportunity to, to do that and to, to do that with you. Awesome. So this week's mission is to reflect on how taking the positive view has improved your life and what it can do for you in the future. And we'd love to hear what you have to think about that or what you have to say about that. And it's easier than ever to connect with us. Just go to positiveviewpodcast.com. That's positiveviewpodcast.com. Then just click on the message icon and you can leave us a voicemail. Yep. And don't forget, new episodes come out every other Monday. So please take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast because it does help more people to find us. Also, if you're enjoying the Positive View podcast, share us with your friends. That is our show for today. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Brianna G. And I'm your other host, Christy Christy Murphy. And we're looking forward to another 100 episodes. We'll talk soon.